Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take puffy shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week, the gong show, David Letterman in a BMX biking world championship, a tribute to a fallen hero, and more. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Chad Fogland. Chad Fogland, how are you, sir? I'm just fine. How's it going, everybody? It's going good for me. For you, yeah. Jordan? I'm glad that you kept the uh, momentum after your intro. <laughs> well, I was such grandiose, I needed to make sure it worked sure. for me. I don't know. That's good. No, everything's going really great so far. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly because of you, Chad. Yeah, I think, I think so. You really stepped up to the plate <laughs> and hit a home run on your first time out to the ballpark. Here, try it again, try it again. Let me try it again. Try okay. It. Do it again. And the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend. Your next president. Comedian Chad Fogland. Hey, everybody. How's now it you're, going? You're clipping. Now you're clipping. Oh, okay, oh, say that That's anymore. an audio thing. I, you would, I would rather you be low energy than okay, clip. Okay. Yeah. Personally. I would rather you keep the energy moderate. Okay, well, how about... Hey! Hi! How are you, everybody? Everybody, Don't be disrespectful, Chad. Okay, sorry. That's what I ask. Um, You know what, Jordan? It's been a while since we've done this show. A lot of crazy shit has been going down in the world. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to... This is just the introduction of the program. I don't want to bring everything down. Yeah. But we lost a very special person who I want to uh, uh, dedicate this show to. That's Tim Russert from NBC's Meet the Press. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this is a man who he hosted... Was a, he was a fan, we can only assume. We presume that he was a fan. Uh, this is an Irish-American guy. Um, rel- sort of young to die. He died somewhat young. Yes. Moderately young. Mid-50s, right? Late-50s. So maybe, you know... It's kind of young. Mm-hmm. Younger than most who live to old age. Yeah. And he had that famous seven dirty words you can't say on television, right? That was him. Yes. Yeah. His economy, economy, mm-hmm. economy, 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 economy. And ass. Right. Also ass. <laughs> and I just, you know, like I feel like his death has gone unremarked upon. That's why I want I wanted to dedicate this show to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's sometimes when somebody passes, mm-hmm. who you feel like is the one of the most important people in American culture, but you don't hear from anyone anything about this person's passing. And this Tim Russert was just such a case. So I want to say, this is a man who loved his family. Sure. And his family loved him. He had a real zeal for life. He did. Um, he loved drinking. Sure. I'm sure he loved eating. You got it. Absolutely, Chad. Mm-hmm. You, you, Chad is right here with me, Jordan. Are you on board with this? Well, I don't I, know. I obviously don't know as much, as much about Tim Russert as you guys. Well, I didn't know you were his personal biographers. He, he regularly got haircuts about every three to four weeks. Absolutely. Jeez, did you guys make flashcards or something? How do you know all this stuff? Wow. Jordan, when you're talking about one of the most important figures in American culture, like a, the late Tim Russert... Mm-hmm. 
That's what's important. You have to know your facts and figures. I like just Trump. like just like Tim Russert did yeah. when he would question America's fat cats in Congress. Mm-hmm. Wait and a minute, you know this hold guy's... their feet to the fire for a while and then let them off. You guys know this guy's job now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Man. I know. I know many things about him. He was he was great with questions too because you knew when he was asking a question because at the end of a sentence he'd always go, huh? Yeah, like he would, he exactly. He's sort of an people, upward inflection, geez, which a lot of people think that's just because he was sort of a valley girl type, yes, which no. is true. That's mm-hmm. true about mm-hmm. him. That's true. I'm not going to deny that. Let's not forget Guys, his younger days. Guys, this podcast days. is supposed to be general interest. I can't, I can't, I can't I don't think there's you any guys. more <laughs> compelling figure who in the past 10 years who's passed on from American Life and Letters... Then Mr. Tim Russert, host of NBC's Meet the Press. Big bad T Russ. Wow. That's I called him Truss. Oh, I You Big Bad T Russ. Big Bad T Russ. I can't yeah. believe what did people, you, did you call sometimes him people tease me for, you know, liking video games. But I right. mean you guys you guys have this encyclopedia of Tim Russert knowledge. I I feel like that's well, you know who else has you know who else dorky. had a, an encyclopedia of Tim Russert knowledge? Any candidate who went on his program, they tried to learn everything they could about him because they were terrified of the way that he would ask them a question, then a follow-up question, then move on to a new topic. Is this I, Esperanto? The words that I'm using? No, yeah. this is standard English. Hmm. Well, this I don't is recognize the, in it. fact, I don't recognize I think, anything you guys are saying. I think it, it's a rare fact a lot of people don't know this, but Tim Russert, uh, Russert, he, whatever you, you know, yeah, I'm talking about. yeah, he actually made Barbara Walters cry once. And in an yeah, interview. that's how good he is. Wow. And he did it through Barbara Walters would do it through empathy. Yeah. He did it through belligerence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he slapped her. <laughs> yeah. And it is just, I mean, just rest in peace to a truly great American and to mm-hmm. his family. Um, and I'm just, we hear the ultimately, to, for me, what it's about for me personally, mm-hmm. is I know that if he can die at 58, then in 31 years, maybe I'll go too. So I have to make each 31 years count like I was Tim Russert. Yeah. I think that would look nice on a on a crocheted pillow. You don't like it in the frame? Nah, put it on a pillow, man. Well, dude, slap that shit on a pillow. I always liked. Uh, I have I have this picture I brought with me, a uh, crochet picture. I use it in my bathroom. It says, "We aim to please, you aim to please." <laughs> so that's what that's what I like. I one of I like that too. One of Tim Russert's classic aphorisms. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back. Isn't in just he also a the man who said one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor? <laughs> no, but he did get Adlai Stevenson to say that <laughs> by whispering in his ear. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Chad Fogland, also a Chad Fogland. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, very good. 
Usually, usually we have to tease the guests about not coming up with a good enough nickname. But that's one of the best nicknames I've ever heard. Yeah. That's the kind of nickname that Tim Russert used to bestow upon the staff of NBC News. That's right. Um, That's better than Tim Scraps Russert. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, he got uh, after being in a New York brawl. Like twenties, yeah. Right. <laughs> After he fish hooked a guy. Mm-hmm. Br- a before no- that, he was gentleman Tim Rutzer. Yeah, right. No <laughs> question. Is a New York brawl? Is that a brawl in New York, or is that a style of brawl, sort of like a New York steak? I think originally it was New York brawl. It was took place in, in New, New York, York City. But I think you know people who brawled in them brawlers, as mm-hmm. I like to call them. I think they branched out to other parts of the country and started to. Export their styles. Mm-hmm. And uh, you never, I mean, let's say you're in Nebraska. Right. Let's say you're a Nebraska brawler. Yeah. The last thing you want to have is a New York brawler come in and, uh, you know, show you up. Because well, I would say that's the second to last thing, because the first thing you don't want to get show up, shown up by is a Chinese. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Stick Good to point. the railroad. Good point. Stick to the railroad, <laughs> ping pong, huh? <laughs> Uh, oh man, we have fun, don't we, Jordan? Yeah, it's been a long. It's been a long. I mean, uh, less these days. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> In we're, the past, we've had fun. We're fading fast. Sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm not balding and getting married, and uh, you know, I don't think my dog is a baby. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are oh, those all connected, or? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah, ever since I started thinking my dog was a baby, I've been feeling a real need to settle down and lose some hair. So that's the first yeah. step. Well, Watch it's out the first for. couple. They're of all steps. connected. Yeah. Like, do you know? Do you remember the old toy constructs? Chad? Oh yes. Do you remember constructs? Yes. This is like that, but with sadness. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember robotics? I think I do remember robotics. They were it blue. Right? Robotics is irrelevant to this. I just wanted to run that by you. Yeah. He's a good. He's good at this kind of thing. Speaking of Coco, by the way, sure, big news. Because God forbid, God forbid, we would pass up a chance to talk about Coco. Yeah, she's a beautiful dog. Everybody loves her. Well, you know, as many times as I've listened to this podcast and you've mentioned the dog, I started getting annoyed by it. But now I've met the dog. Yeah, it's a killer dog, and right? the dog is adorable. Yeah. So I wait, so uh, so dog. I mean, I guess the solution to this quandary is to find find some way to, to mail invite Coco. everybody over i was gonna say mail coco around to every listener for mm. a day and then they maybe mail her somewhere else oh and right. she'll come back with like world stickers all over her. yeah <laughs> like a suitcase <laughs> and she's dead yeah. <laughs> being in the package for so long jordan you know how we have these uh two young ladies who listen to the program from the united states postal service uh maybe i knew they've that. called a few times from federal property you may oh, remember. Sure. Yeah, I do. They went in the bat. I don't, did they work for the post office? Uh, yeah, they they do some sort of data entry, seasonal data entry, I think, at the post office. Oh, okay. Um, they were. They I just thought they were like pals who did errands together. No, 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 okay. no, Jordan. They're no. coworkers. They spend a lot of time. This, these are important people. Sorry. These are federal. These are federal employees, wow. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come on, get real for a minute here. They're making the so big they're in a, you're saying they're in a chain of command to where enough. If like the president dies and enough members of his cabinet die, they could potentially be elected president. Uh, no, no, because oh. the postmaster general is unkillable. He's immortal. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's one of the things you get with the postmaster generalcy. You get a ring mm-hmm. that makes you unkillable. 
then you have to pass it down. Yeah, well, to each successive postmaster general, certainly not to your children. You can't just make your child the next postmaster general. That would be in violation of the Constitution. Yeah, this isn't a monarchy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm being crazy. Sorry, continue. You, Go back to Serbia, You were talking about your dog. Okay, so these two young ladies were kind enough to send us, uh, and by me, us I mean myself and Coco, uh, a, a, a gift. It's a now. You may remember uh, earlier, a couple weeks ago on the program, I was talking about how I decided to buy a trench coat for Coco. Right. Uh, they were kind enough to buy her a strawberry hoodie <laughs> and oh. a matching strawberry leash. Oh. And needless to say, guys, God. this is an adorable situation <laughs> that we have on our hands. I haven't made her wear it lately because it's been over a thousand degrees every day. But she puts it on and she can put what she can do is put her little dog hood on and then she can, uh, you know, she's wearing the hood. I'm going to say that that sounds like it makes her look adorable, but you very look gay. like a real ass. Yeah. That makes hearing that made me feel like you feel when you barf a little bit in your mouth and then have to swallow it. Mm. <laughs> and then I kind of feel a burning inside me. <laughs> so, you know, thanks for that. That's that's adorableness. Yeah. Well, Consuming you from the inside. Okay. Out. I thought it was bile, but <laughs> apparently it's a strawberry dream patrol. Wait, I'm going to ask my face. I want to <laughs> ask I want to ask Chad uh something. Sure now, he is. Chad Fogland, I know that you recently appealed on television. Now, it well, has not taped an taped. appearance for television. That's true, yeah. This is our savvy audience. They understand <laughs> that when he talks about the taping that it hasn't necessarily aired yet, Jordan. Okay. These people aren't I, idiots. I'm just clarifying. You said you recently appeared Jordan, on TV. ever since you started getting consumed from the inside out by adorableness, you've really changed. Take yeah. a couple anti-adorableness tums. Now, now hold on, guys. I just checked. Okay, Rollins! Oakland Rollins! Jesus no, hey. Christ! In Jordan's defense, my parents will listen to this, and they are stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, okay. are these, what are these welts on my dick? <laughs> <laughs> That's from Chad Fogland's parents. Oh. <laughs> That's my dad. <laughs> Always punching you in the dick. Take this, boy. <laughs> Go get a switch and then put it on your dick. Wait, so, no, but I want to know, I want to know what, yeah. what, what, first of all, what was the television program, Chad Fogland? I uh, recently taped an episode of The New Gong Show. Uh, not the old Gong Show. That no. was in the 1970s. Yes, sir. This is a new version of the Gong Show. Coming out on Comedy Central this July. That sounds fantastic. Yes. I'm excited about this. Yeah, it was it was quite a thing. At first, I was a little nervous about it, because knowing the old Gong Show, I was a little apprehensive. But in all fairness, I really had a wonderful time doing it. It we was should, super, we, super fun. We should say what happens in the Gong Show. Yes. People come out and do an act... Mm-hmm. They can be any kind of act. What One regular on the old gong show, Paul Rubens, who later became Pee Wee Herman, That's just right. doing crazy, different crazy shit. Mm-hmm. He would come out, and then when somebody got some, there's a panel. Yeah. When somebody in the panel doesn't like it, they hit the gong. Yeah. There's, and it's a celebrity panel. Yeah, it's usually. like three celebrity judges, and uh, you, get like, you get like a minute and a half to perform. Yeah. And this would be, these would be people like, you know, Carol Channing uh-huh. and... Um, yeah, Dom DeLuise. Sure, or you know, and or just random people Charles off the street. Charles Nielsen Riley. 
too. Mm-hmm. We do that. Wait, random people off the street were yeah. on the panel too? No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about contestants. No, oh, we're yeah. talking about people on the panel right Oh, now. no. Yeah, they Carol were random. Channing wouldn't perform in the gong show. Oh, oh just, she would be a judge. I thought we were... already well famous by Okay, then. so we're talking about the crew now. Yeah. Carol okay. Channing from Hello Dolly. We're talking about Carol Channing from Hello Dolly. Yes, she runs, she runs the camera. <laughs> no, Carol Channing. Hello, Dolly. Oh. Hello, okay, I got it. Dolly. I got it, I got it, yeah. The boom operator. Yes. Yes, exactly. What are you, I mean, where are your, where's your head at? I don't know where my head is. Okay, the host of the new, I know that the host of the new gong show is Mr. Dave Attell. Yes. A strange choice. <laughs> That's a really weird choice. <laughs> he's, uh, he's actually pretty good at it, though, I'll tell you. Is yeah, he really? Yes. Well, he's a funny man. Yeah. He's one of the, he's one of the best mm-hmm. in terms of just funniness. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, <laughs> when we were taping it, uh, the great thing was he has like his own little table in the back and when everyone's, everyone's doing their act, he would just go back and like just smoke a cigarette in the background. <laughs> he <laughs> so wouldn't even like, watch. Yeah, so I don't know if that could, it's like going to be on the actual uh, airing of the, if they're going to cut him out, but they would just sit back there and watch and just smoke. When we, when we were in college, we had David Tell on the show on the phone and Jordan asked him, Ew, this was when he was doing, what was his show called on Comedy Central? Oh, uh, Insomniac. Yeah, Insomniac. Insomniac. He was right. doing Insomniac. Jordan asked him, if you could do Insomniac in any historical period, uh, knights, dinosaurs, anything, what would it be? And uh, he goes, probably like uh, the 70s, because you could smoke pretty much anywhere and you didn't have to wear a seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> <That's- laughs> and he meant it. He absolutely it was a thoughtful, <laughs> considered answer. Yeah. He did. Well, he, when he showed up, he came into the green room and talked to a lot of his contestants, and he had like. Three packs of cigarettes in his hand. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, I just want to make sure this is all fun. Everyone, no one's going to, you know, just have fun. Just have fun. All right, guys. You guys are great. I'm going to see you later. What are, tell me what the green, sh- uh, the green room uh, behind the new gong show is like. Well, it's gray. Okay. You know, it's, uh, mm. it's, it's all shot on one huge soundstage. And uh, it's just, you know, like you're, it, it's basically like, it's like a set. It's like a room that's a set. It's got like a fake window. Okay. But it's, it's, it looks like it's leftover set pieces from like a sitcom. Like, hey, here's someone's apartment. Did you guys hang out there? Yeah, we, well, they shot two, they shot two shows. And uh, we all hung out there while we did the rehearsal for the two shows. And then group one went on the first show. They got to stay there. And I was in group two. And we were escorted upstairs to a little room where a vent and three folding chairs were. Oh, and that's where we had to stay for the next three hours while they taped the first Were there one. any snacks or a, oh, an was, AM radio, was there maybe? A, was there a friendly detective and a mean detective? Yeah. And someone was murdered. Yeah. Uh, the lights went out periodically, and sure. someone came up with a knife in their back. No, uh, no, there was great food. Uh, I, I remember it was me and uh, Matt Davis and uh, uh, my manager, Jenny, uh, where we were watching, we were watching the craft service guy just make this. We didn't know what he was making for a long time. He's like, oh, I'm making. He had like and chicken. And, and, for, and for the people at home, Chad's making a kneading yeah. motion with his hands. <laughs> he was. And also for for any entertainment industry outsiders, a manager is someone who operates a sort of microphone that's on the end of a long pole. Yeah, that's right. She follows uh, me around. Colloquially known as Carol Channing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my Carol Channing and I mm-hmm. are yeah. watching. Oh, Hello, <laughs> Dolly. <laughs> What's your know, Dolly? Dolly. Welcome to Oklahoma. <laughs> right, guys? Yeah, when you're a jet, you're a jet. Exactly. 
Uh, anyway, no, I watched this guy. Anyway, speaking of Puerto Ricans. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, so the guy is needing something. Oh, no. So this guy, this guy, like, for three hours, we watched this guy make food. Like, he's, he's got chicken. He's making, like, he puts onions in it. He's cooking it up. Then he makes a salad. He makes this huge bowl of salad. And then he mixes them all together. And it's taking forever. And he's really taking his time. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know who this guy is, but I think he's... Maybe he's in culinary school. Maybe he's like working his way through the system. Whatever. He's making some kind of genius concoction. Well, you got to start somewhere if yeah. you want to eventually become a manager. Turns out, mm-hmm. uh, chicken Caesar wraps. <laughs> oh, chicken Caesar <laughs> Three hours. Three oh. hours to make chicken Caesar wraps. Hmm. And uh, then they weren't that good. Oh. They were about maybe a B. Even if he made the whole thing Is and there... dumped it in the garbage and then pulled out a Costco yeah. tray of chicken Caesar wraps. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> to be to be fair though, if you get a B chicken Caesar wrap, that's better than the other choice, which is a C chicken Caesar True. wrap. Mm-hmm. True. There's uh, really only two levels of chicken Caesar I feel like, wrap. I feel like I almost had to. I would have given him a C, but I gave him a B just because of prep time. He seemed like he really cared about it. Well, he poured it. his heart and soul into yeah, there. He, totally he didn't did. visibly piss in it. You <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> didn't see him piss. No. You heard a piss-like sound. <laughs> but I imagine he cried after he set it out, and like it was just swarmed by cast and crew, and they gone in like five seconds, and he's just like, no one cared. Mm. Okay, so who is the celebrity panel at this thing? Oh, okay, uh... Number one, <clears throat> number one. Uh, what was Denise super, Richards? Super, no, super super awesome. Uh, Triumph the insult comic dog was one wow. of the judges. Oh, hey now. So for he was on. There's he and Adam Carolla were the were the two judges on both shows. Oh. And uh, on the first show was Kate Walsh from Grey's Anatomy. I don't know what that is. I know uh, what Grey's Anatomy is. It's yeah, a popular I know the show. show with ladies. Yeah, I recognize. I don't recognize the name, but I recognized her. She has like red hair. And she's a She's one of them pretty girls, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, fellas. Hello. <laughs> and then, but then... Boys for, night. <laughs> for my show, they had Triumph, Adam, Corolla, and then these this comedy duo who I guess... I guess they perform out here in L.A. or something. I forget their names, like Dana or something. But they were just like... Slutty tramps. <laughs> they just like whatever the camera. I swear to God, whatever the camera would come down to them, they'd just like shake their boobs. You know, is that part of their act, or were they I just don't acting know. trampy? They were they were horrible. It's and a like, if you can't tell whether it's part of their act, that's probably a bad sign. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I I, I know. Then I realized that like some of my friends who were there, some other comedians, were like no, no, they're great. I, they're really funny. They're good friends of mine. And I was like right after like they're two two feet away from me, going like, man, those tramps are awful. <laughs> so I felt kind of bad, but like they were, they were. I don't like no one knew who they were. They probably and, thought you just meant instead of you know tramps as in slutty people. They probably <laughs> just thought you meant that they were you know unemployed vagrants. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I was talking about the homeless people who migrant workers. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, that's nice. Um. So okay. And so, to be fair to you, Chad, <laughs> I've seen some pictures of the shooting. I haven't seen the dailies yet, but I've seen some stills, and uh, they were wearing top hats where the top was sort of like. Oh, open up, yeah. Yeah, it was opened up sort of like the top of a can of chili. Yeah, it was ex- It was Emmett Kelly, cloned, oh, yeah. into, into two women. That's what it was. It was actually <laughs> With huge know, breasts. Yeah, with huge, huge breasts. breasts that he would shake at the camera. Now that I think about it, weren't both of them uh, the children's television program character, The Littlest Hobo, <laughs> yes. a dog that carried around a hobo bindle? Sure. <laughs> yeah. So okay, um, it, it, now now Chad, uh, you are a you're a you're a comedian. You're a a, a, a noteworthy LA comedian. You have an act. Yes, um, I've certainly taken note of him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Several people have. And is is this Carol is this Channing, new Gong example. show? Is it all? Is this all? Uh, uh, 
skilled comedians, or is there like that American Idol? Let's watch the oh. shitty so and so. I don't. Them. I'm, I'm unsure how much I can talk about it, but okay. it's it, there was there oh. were people on there like there was Carol a guy. Channing listened to this show. There so. was mm. <laughs> yeah. There was there was a really awesome guy on my episode who was from Denver, Colorado, and he was an extreme unicyclist. Oh, okay, and he was. He was yeah, such a sweetheart. That pretty awesome. No, like it really, like it was pretty. It was pretty wild. He like was jumping over five foot file cabinets and shit. Wow. Yeah, it was. Uh, he was, and the other thing was like he was like sitting by himself at the beginning, like because we were there for like thirteen hours all day yesterday. Yeah. And uh, he was sitting there by himself, and I came up to him and was like, "Hey, man, what's going on? What do you do? Whatever." And he's like, "I don't know. I'm so nervous. And I've never been on a plane before. They flew me out here. <laughs> <I've never been laughs> I, don't, I don't know." Usually, when he did, he actually he tours the country, but he does it on the unicycle. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was just, just at the like, side of the road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's four months between dates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was so nervous, and he was just like, he's like, oh, I don't. He's I don't. like, can we add a second night? Yeah. yeah. He was like 22 years old and just like it's a guy who had devoted his life to unicycling. Yeah, yeah, and like and he was like he was really good at it. Like he could do all this all this stuff and, and then, Benny could juggle too. Yeah. That's what I asked him. I was like, "Do you juggle on it?" And he's like, "Oh no, I don't do that. Do you think that Oh no, am I supposed to do that?" Oh, oh man, fuck, oh, I'm out of here. So screwed, man. Help me, help me. Going back to Denver. <laughs> I think Hey, hey, we're all from Denver. <laughs> hey, we're from the Broncos. <laughs> The Denver Broncos. Our accents are like this because we're from a mile-high city. The atmosphere is so thin. Whoa. <laughs> hey, when I get down to the ground level, I got superhuman breathing abilities. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's- I've never been to Denver. Do they just ride unicycles? They're all Aquaman, too. <laughs> Which is dis- it was so n- not that useful because they're <laughs> exactly. landlocked. Den- de- what you don't know about Denverites is they have a lifespan of five hours. Yeah, they're exactly. like moths. They have they get born and they quickly breed but and you then know they what? die. It's they very ex- tragic and kind of beautiful. But they experience their full life the same way that we would experience our full life. Time just moves more slowly for them. Yeah. Which is why they're so good at unicycling. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Oh. You guys like, I've been unicycling for seven oh, minutes. Whoa. <laughs> My whole life. Anyway. No, it was, it was, he was great. And then there was another guy on the first show. It was the same kind of deal where he's like, I think he was from North Carolina or something. And he, his talent was beer pong. And he was, <laughs> he was like just, he would bounce a ping was this pong. The, you know? Was this the kind of guy whose talent would be beer pong? Yeah, no, okay. totally. Was and, this guy just the opposite of the unicycle guy? <laughs> Pretty much. He, like, he'd he'd give like, the unicycle guy a wedgie at any yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was really like, like if that. they passed directly past each other, did like their wavelengths cancel <laughs> each other out, and thus everything went completely silent? <laughs> Yeah, they were, sure. They were negative and positive uh, elements of the spectrum. Gotcha. <laughs> no, but like the unicycle guy was really like a corn-fed, corn-fed like sweetheart, Midwestern, you know, good-looking, fresh-faced boy. And then the other guy, the beer pong guy, was like kind of an overweight, like frat guy. And I remember we were waiting for the rehearsal, and I'm sitting there with the beer pong guy, and he's like, "Oh man, I haven't really been able to get the beer pong to work." Uh, I, I mean, I've been drinking Jack and Coke since 10 a.m. <laughs> I was like, what? Where did you get the Jack and Coke? He's like, well, I, I snuggle it in. So the only way I can do it is I'm really drunk. Oh, so man. he was just drinking all day long. And <laughs> and the worst part is, from what, I, from what I'm hearing, he snuggled the Jack and Coke. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> 
<laughs> uh, admittedly, I have a speech and sediment. <laughs> hey, hello! <laughs> if there's any Carol Channings out there listening, somebody's looking for management. <laughs> That's right. And you, um, and you can't say whether or not you won. No, I, I, I really don't think I should say who won or sure, what sure. happened or anything. I mean, there's like, I of, wish there's a lot of betting, a lot of off-track yeah. betting happens. There was OTB, yeah. Sure. I, I will say that doing my thing. Like well, it's too. I can't say. I can't say. But it was. It was D- look, super super awesome. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut through all the bullshit and go straight to what everyone Chad wants flew to know. Here in a jet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't tell you whether I won. <laughs> and let's be clear. It wasn't just a Learjet or a Cessna. It was Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Was is it also the gold tuxedo I'm wearing right now? Mm-hmm. Chloe's seven years waiting in Jesse's living living room for uh, Chad to get done. There's a question that everyone across America wants to hear you answer. It has nothing to do with whether you won or lost on the gong show. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Did you learn the identity of the unknown comedian? <laughs> Did you sneak up behind him and pull that paper sack off of his yes, head? Yes, and I will tell you who it is right now. <clears throat> Carol Chaney. We also would have accepted Denver Aquaman. <laughs> or Tim Russert. Tim Russert, sure. We'll be also back. a fine choice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Chad Fogland, over here. Nice. Good. That's another good one. It's a well of a well of nicknames. Jordan, we went to New York City. Yes. Where we weren't able to tape a podcast last week. We went to New York City. Sure. We went for separate reasons, but uh, did you I, did you spread the news? Sure. Right. Okay. That we, I was. I haven't today. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was there for Sketchfest NYC, had a great time hanging out with the different sketch comedy groups. The, uh, uh, the award for nicest sketch comedy group goes to Troop. Los True. Angeles is Troop. Oh, I, just the sweetheart, just peaches. I can attest to that. Yeah, I've, I, I've, uh, helped them out teching some of their shows and they are, they are awesome. They're just peaches, aren't they? They are great. They are super oh, nice. Among a million, uh, great, sweet, uh, sketch groups, we had a meetup. Sure. In New York City. Good meetup. We met a lot of cool teens. Mm-hmm. We met Ebeth. Mm-hmm. Ebeth was, and we met Mr. Ebeth, a very nice fellow in his own right. Oh. He's no Ebeth. No, he's no Ebeth. But that's a lot to ask. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Um, and I was, I was in New York for a different reason. Just happened to be we were there on yeah, the I same Yeah, I don't even weekend. know what were you doing in New York. Um. Uh, I was there for uh, uh, working for Fuel TV, and I was there because uh, Red Bull, energy drink company Red Bull, uh, set up a uh, a world record quarter pipe in Central Park, and um, this guy, uh, this BMX superstar Kevin Robinson, set oh, a record. Yeah. That guy's a superstar. Yeah, uh, set a record by jumping the highest on he's, this thing. He's from the movie BMX, right? Yeah. Was he also in Rad? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, he was, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> gleaming, yes. the, gleaming the Cube? Yes, that as well. And he was, wasn't he in that group of BMXers? God, you guys was... know more 80s, uh, <laughs> you guys know more 80s extreme sports movies than I do, Jesus. He was in that group of BMXers that, uh, Pee Wee Herman tried to impress by doing <laughs> bike right. tricks until he fell. No, he was, he was the kid who went, 
radical. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> that was him, right? This is all him. Exactly. It, this is all him. Kevin Robinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Radical. Absolutely. And um, a kind of a big moment uh, happened for me while I was there, and it's... Um, you set the world record for quarter pipe bicycling. I did, and then the world record for getting beat up by Kevin Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big guy. I don't know if you've seen pictures of him. Big that's, that's my bicycle. <laughs> Get off it. That's, that's not my record. That's not radical. Hands off my wife. Hands off my wife. Wait, his wife has his bicycle? Disgusting. Jordan fucked it anyway. (laughs) Well, he would. I put my dicks uh, in the spokes. You put all your dicks in the spokes. Every dick in the spokes like a baseball card. (laughs) And I went, ow, 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 come. Anyway, I want to give a big shout out to Chad Fogland's parents (laughs) out there in Radio Land. Hello, Daniel and Christy. Mr. and Mrs. Channing. (laughs) What a horrible callback we have made for this show. Who gives a shit? Mr. and Mrs. Channing, how you guys doing under the sea? (laughs) (laughs) The parents are Aquaman. John and Jane Aquaman. John Jane. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for you, the ability to talk to fish and gills are both recessive traits That's which right. you did not receive. Anyway, but boy, my kids. You had a powerful moment besides yes. fucking the bicycle. Um, uh, and I've never, I've never until now understood. Uh, you know the the impulse that a a preteen girl will have to scream, see something she yeah. likes and scream at it. Exactly. I've never understood this. I, I've had to work at, you know, premieres for things like Harry Potter, where there are a lot as of girls who As soon as they have, see, like, uh, uh, shit, I can't remember the name of a single person in Harry Zach Potter. Zach Efron. Not what? in Harry Potter, but that's someone who I was going to do a joke name. At. What's an old guy in Harry Potter so I can go back and edit this in? <laughs> oh, shit. Who's the guy who he played the bad guy in the first Die Hard? He was in the Harry Potter movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, man. Who is uh, he? Yakov Smirnoff? No. That's, that's me, the Yakov. character he played. No. <laughs> who is that guy that played the bad guy in the first Die Hard? Uh, Oh, Alan Cumming. Al- Alan yes. Cumming. No, it's not Alan, Alan no, Cumming. No, wait, no, it's Alan it's Rickman. Soon. Alan Rickman, there you go. Boom. Alan Cumming, that's what I was thinking, and then I'm like, no, that's that little gay Alan, guy. Alan, <laughs> yeah, he played Nightcrawler in X-Men. <laughs> He's anyway. religious. Nightcrawler, yes, he is. Super, super Catholic. I thought mm-hmm. you were talking about Alan Cumming, and I thought, mm, I don't know no. if that jives with the rest of the picture I've gotten of Alan Cumming's <laughs> career. <laughs> with his mythology. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I, I, I've never understood this. In all the things I've liked as a child, I've never wanted to scream at any of them. Right, no. It would be silly. It would be um, embarrassing. Uh, but while I was there, who should saunter up to the VIP area but David Letterman? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I uh, and I felt that. I felt that impulse. I felt that impulse to like point at him and scream without any like knowing very well that it like either would get an A no reaction or B a negative reaction. And I'm sure teen girls are Letterman's smart enough. known for his hospitality to fans and yeah. people he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that that teen girls. You know, who get who are reasonably intelligent know that when they scream at 
you know, the Jonas Brothers. It's not going to get them married to the Jonas Brothers, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, it's not like when it's, David, it's, it's not like totally when David irrational. Letterman screams at the Jonas Brothers and there's really something's going to come out of that. Sure. Now. Uh, but yeah, and um, it's always just been my, it's been my, uh, that's the go- most amazing thing I've ever heard in my entire, in my entire life dream to, uh, to, to write for the David Letterman show and then to be fired by David Letterman. Oh, oh my it's God. It's a two part dream. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but yeah, and, and it really cemented for me like how, what an important figure he is. And then to commit suicide in David Letterman's office. Yeah. And can, get blood all over his Then he'll remember me forever. Can, can I say something about you may. David Letterman? Um, <clears throat> you, you saying that you want to write for David Letterman reminds me of the fact that my I have like a like I think he's like a third or fourth cousin on my father's side. His name's Andy Forsberg. Mm-hmm. And for one Christmas, when he found out I was a comedian, he he was raised on a farm. And uh, 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 Forsberg, no shit i can't remember the name of it Mary, if you Mary, don't remember Mariette, it nebraska. i'm ending this show now Marriott, nebraska okay uh, continue for, for one christmas he said he gave me like four sheets of paper of just jokes stand-up jokes that he was like there you go and he's like he's a very like kind of like like he had written these stand-up yeah jokes? and then and about about like a year later he sent me a script it was a, a script for david letterman that he wanted me to give to david letterman uh, now this is it, it's like he just assumed that you yeah. living in LA will probably run into okay, David the Letterman. fraternity of comics. number one yes at like the, the Friars Club that for I'm example then I know I can, I have contacts with David Letterman who films in New York, in New York and I'm, sure. I'm in LA secondly it was a script a full sure. script I mean, for you, a David Letterman you, show you know <laughs> even the interview yeah it had the interviews in it and everything like it had like it was from monologue to like each guest what the guest would say what David said back what Tim talking you think to Paul. that's how it's done it was, that's how it was oh it was God. crazy and the, the best who part who were the was, guests well, <laughs> Arnold well Schwartz, him and Chad Fogel Arnold Schwarzenegger was one of them <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the second one was but I was the third guest you <laughs> Oh, he's like, hey, I'll throw you a bone exactly. here. I'll get you on the show. Exactly. Well, finally, I, someone's looking out for your career because that right. Carol Channing's God. not doing shit. No. That's right. Oh, it was hilarious. But he had. It, he didn't write the songs by the musical guest, did he? <laughs> no, well, there was no musical guest. Oh, okay. It was, it was just the. Three oh, you guests. were the comic at the sure. Yeah, okay. I was a third at the end, and. Uh, but yeah, like some some of his jokes. He wrote for me. Did which, he specify which <laughs> songs vaguely connected to the guest's uh, name or career Paul Schaefer and the band would play? <laughs> like, for example, he did he say far. Arnold Schwarzenegger enters, the band plays Mr. Big Stuff? No, he didn't. He didn't go that far. No, okay. he was. He's a little light. He didn't. He doesn't have final draft. Yeah, oh, yeah. This, this was all on like a word. But doc. he did. He did. He did have. This moments. was actually on a. This was on one of those word processing typewriters. Yeah, he did have moments where Dave would go. What do you think about that, Paul? And you just have like a Paul line, just like, "Yep, that sounds good, Dave." Like it was just like lines, like mm-hmm. right in the banter, yeah, <laughs> banter of it. Wait, well, you were about to tell us one of his jokes that he wrote for you. Oh, yeah. uh, he gave me like four pages jokes, and I have I've done him as a character with these jokes and written my own versions of his jokes. But one of the ones I always remember is, um, if you're dating a girl named Rachel and you beat her up, is that considered Rachel? Uh, uh, oh shit! Racial discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot it. Jeez. But they're like they're like jokes like that, and then they can get to the point where it's, they're, what, what, they're so crazy. He has a good. I mean, he has Letterman's voice down. Yeah. As a yeah. comic. Yeah, they're very. They're in the style of Letterman, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think absolutely. there was one was even like, um, my wife insisted on wearing a white to our wedding. 
but my wife is very fat. So when she came down the aisle, I thought I was marrying uh, the Michelin man. <laughs> that was like, that's the bunch of it. It's like, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. Oh, and then it, was, it was just like, shh, the fields have ears of corn. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Four pages of that. Wow. What what I'm just I'm what I'm really impressed is that he got a whole show into that four pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there was four pages of jokes and then and then And then the, oh, the show was the script was a separate. Then a spec script for spec, David Letterman. A spec Letterman. <laughs> so did you I mean, was he able to get representation? Uh yeah. He's got Carol Channing's his manager. Oh mm-hmm. fantastic. Well great. That's bully for him, is yeah, what I say. Bully indeed. Bully for Huzzah. him. He's and currently today, Judd Apatow, right? Yeah. It's in that, no, my, my cousin is shut up. And today, that man writes Carson Daly's monologue. Shazam. <laughs> Hello. Woohoo. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Chad Foglin lives inside of a painting. That's bullshit. <laughs> Don't try yeah, and bullshit you were, us. You were three for three, Fogel. I know. But, uh, I fell you down. just ended your streak of perfect nicknames. Down. Can we talk about sponsors and sponsorship for a moment, Jordan? Yeah. This is a program. This is not a not-for-profit program. No, we're looking to profit. We are trying to profit. We want Bentleys. We want a second Bentley. Mm-hmm. Each. Each of us wants two Bentleys. That's a total of six Bentleys, because shit, Fogel needs some Bentleys. That's right. I want a Bentley you to interested? drive me to my Bentleys. Yeah. To wit, we have some, we have some uh, sponsors. However, here's the thing. If you have a Bentley, you're going to want to what? Travel the world. Us. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, yes. Travel the world, yes. right? Let's say you have a Bentley. For instance. For mm-hmm. instance. You're rich, so you're probably the self-improvement type. Mm-hmm. Where's the first place you would? Jordan, where's the first place? Chad Fogland, where's the first place you would go? If I was a self-improvement type? Yeah, and you had a Bentley, Bentley and you wanted to travel oh, the world. Probably south. You'd head south. Of Jordan, wh- where where south? If you were headed south of the border, where would you head? What? I'm going to say Mexico. Uh-huh. What state in Mexico would you choose? <sighs> okay, rich guy. Uh-huh. You're a rich guy. I have a lot of disposable income. There's a lot of income here. I have uh, the time for these kind of uh, self-betterment pursuits. And I want to be clear, Jordan. You're not just trying to travel the world. You're trying to travel the world and better yourself. What Mexican state would you visit? Oaxaca. Exactly. Oh, that, ah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's where I would go. Mm-hmm. What would you, yeah. what, how would you improve yourself? Oh, well, I would... Oh, I only speak one language right now, so... I mean, that's the dream, isn't yeah. it? Two languages? Two languages. Be Absolutely. bilingual. To be bi. Yeah. You would want to study You're Spanish. You're curious. <laughs> I mean, him. You would want to study Spanish in Oaxaca, if I'm not mistaken. Man, that sounds great. Just hearing you say that, man. Uh-huh. It's, just, it's just beautiful. What if I said this? Yeah. Study Spanish in Oaxaca.com. Is there a website that can broker such a pursuit? Yeah, absolutely. Let's say you want to attend the Espanol Interactivo Language School. That's where you'll get learning through interaction in Oaxaca. Wait, learning through interaction? Yeah, absolutely. You'll be talking with Oaxacans. That's the only way I can learn. And learning Spanish. Exactly. That's how. That's the best way to learn a language. Mm-hmm. It's immersive. You're going to be, if you like, you can live with a Oaxacan family in Oaxaca. And I'll tell you this about Oaxaca. I have been to Oaxaca. 
is a great, one of the best Mexican states. Does Sammy Hagar have a restaurant there? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that's he have a Jordan's, Cabo Wabo that's Oaxaca? Jordan's, that's <laughs> no, he has a Oaxaca, Chihuahua. <laughs> that's Jordan's qualification for visiting any Mexican state is does Sammy Hagar have a theme restaurant well, uh, there? If if it's, this is true, then I can't drive fifty five to get there. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, well, the you Bentley can. can really you put the pedal to the metal on that bad boy. There we go. Away we go. Boom, boom. Okay, so st- our new sponsor on Jordan Jesse Go, uh, StudySpanishInOaxaca dot com uh, is the website of uh, Español Interactivo, uh, which is a real Spanish school in Oaxaca, completely, totally real. Uh, it is not only is this a really amazing, <laughs> completely uh, real. Well, you know, <laughs> not yeah. We're no, silly no, guys. I, sure, I could see how people might think this would be fake. No, it's not though. It's not. It's really cool. In fact, I really want to go there, and I I've been emailing back and forth some sort of scheme that gets me to oh, get to go there because yeah, I. Yeah. I really, I when I was in Oaxaca, I was pretty young, but I just loved it so much. We'll do a live a podcast from Oaxaca. Yeah, absolutely. We would be in, in Espanol. Mm-hmm. That no, be, that would be a, oh, also a the podcast from Two minutes long. I'm, I'm going to invite myself along. <laughs> Great, <laughs> good thinking, Chad. <laughs> well, you're the one who really has two Bentleys. That's true. <laughs> from your Gong Show money. Um, <laughs> yeah, sweet, sweet. Okay, gong. so here's here's the deal. If you want to learn Spanish interactively, if you want to uh, study Spanish in a Spanish school, you can stay with a uh, Oaxacan family. They have these nice houses with nice Oaxacan families that want to host you. If you can take cooking classes, you can do it a couple hours a day. You can do it a bunch of hours a day. You can do it at any skill level. All this different shit, right? You go to studyspanishinoaxaca.com. If you don't know how to spell Oaxaca, it's O-A-X-A-C-A. O-A-X-A-C-A, Oaxaca. Uh, studyspanishinoaxaca.com. And I, through my badgering, I have badgered them into agreeing to uh, saying that uh, if you say when you register that you heard about it on Jordan Jesse Go, they'll give you 10% off. Wow. Boom. That's, what, that's called a call to action, Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I would like to suggest that they have a new slogan called, Come Walk Like a Oaxacan. It's a terrible slogan. Mm-hmm. But we get, the, we get the old band together that's saying, Walk Like an Egyptian. <laughs> the Bangles. The Bangles. We have to recut the song, mm-hmm. Walk Like a Oaxacan. Walk like a Oaxacan. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. Tim Russert just died. <laughs> Study Spanish in Oaxaca.com. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Chode Fagland. <laughs> Chad. I was going to call you that, but you beat me to it. I know. Mm-hmm. Many people like to call to me use, that. We're not supposed to use our actual nicknames, like from school. <laughs> well, my actual nickname from uh, junior high and high school was Chattatello Fagland. So. Chattatello? Mm-hmm. I was, I was. Is that because you worked at the Olive Garden? <laughs> no, because because uh, it was a science class and we were talking about mutation and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie just come out, seventh grade. And uh, the teacher goes, anyone see that movie? And I raised my hand because I had seen it. And I liked that movie so much. And uh, it was un- But it was uncool. Oh, very uncool. When you're... <laughs> like, we all saw it. <laughs> yeah, but we can't like it. We're 13 years old. We're sure. starting to get interested in girls and growing pubic hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so right at the end We're of it- very interested in growing pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're, so we're taking this science class. What can <laughs> I say? Our balls are cold. <laughs> Cold Nebraska winter. Oh yeah. Um, 
I, I remember some kid calling me Michael Jordan uh, in <sighs> in elementary school and being really upset about it. And I kind of ran home and was crying. Wow. And my mom asked asked me, she's like, well, what's the matter? I'm like, this kid called me Michael Jordan. He won't stop. She's like, you should take it as a compliment. Michael Jordan is very good at basketball. And I said, uh, but I'm no good at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when I was in it wasn't ele- yeah. Anyway. When I was in elementary school, we used to uh, we used to play basketball, like pick up basketball, and I don't know, we were eight or nine. We would pick what teams our team would be, mm-hmm. and then we'd pick which our which guy we would be. Sure. For some reason, my team always ended up being the Blazers, the Portland Trail Blazers, <laughs> which is you know this was a good time for the Portland Trail Blazers. It was perfectly reasonable. This was the Clyde the Glide Drexler years. But somehow I always ended up being Kevin Duckworth. <laughs> uh, well, we were always the Washington Generals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Jordan, speaking of uh, cold balls. Yeah. I, uh, I've taken on my most dad-like tendency to date. And this has nothing to do with the heat. This is pretty hot in L.A. these days. But Very. this started happening pre-excruciating heat. Right now, as soon as I get home, I take my pants off. Oh, I do that too. <laughs> do you? No, my apartment is uh, so hot, and I don't have air conditioning. Now, but I'm going to pause what you're saying here, Chad. Mm-hmm. You're being in a Jordan apologist, which is fine. It's important for the guest to have a role in the conversation. <laughs> but what I'm hearing from Jordan, and perhaps you can clarify this, is that this isn't a function of heat. Or hotness. It's not wanting to have pants on. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, I see. Okay. Uh, I don't know, and I don't know what started, but the, like it's it, it's like almost an excitement. Like as I'm walking through the courtyard of my building to my apartment, <laughs> I start undoing my belt, <laughs> and then I proceed to hang around in my house in my underwear. I don't like, yeah. Anyways, is this just the euphoria of the fact that your housemate is uh, is traveling far from your house? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's it. I mean, I, uh, me and my housemate uh, uh, keep kind of drastically different schedules these days, and we're both kind of traveling at different times, and uh, and don't and you know, she's certainly not not there while I'm there. Um, and she I don't certainly know. doesn't want to see your underwear. No, absolutely is, not. Is there a bit of a thrill that maybe she'll walk in one day and uh, and whoa, I didn't, I didn't and, know you were gonna and, be here. And catch me drinking a vitamin water and playing Mario Kart in and, my underwear. And, and hard no boxers. <laughs> no, there's no thrill in that at all. There's no. It's not titillating. It's thrilling for her, certainly. Mm-hmm. Well. I wasn't say it's. Kind of thrilling for me. <laughs> Thinking about that. Um, Would you mind playing Super Mario Battle game? Oh, Super Smash Brothers, Jesse. Sorry. Come on, man. I thought People I could say just... the name of that if I started saying it. Yeah, it's fine. I ended up with Super Mario Battle game. <laughs> Although I'm, wa- I can't wait for that to come out. Yeah, man, it's gonna be good. <laughs> I That's one where he shoots Halo guys. I've, I've heard it has really innovative use of the Wiimote. Yeah. I hear Battletoads are involved. <laughs> oh, man, if only. <laughs> if only. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It, and and I, I did it for, you know, a month before I started thinking about Do you ever put something on your it. balls? Do you ever, like, ice your balls? I'll put some Gold Bond on it these days. Oh, mm-hmm. some Gold Bond medicated powder. Or some, itch target, down. some Target brand body powder. Oh, you, so you'll just powder. You'll powder up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'll powder up a little bit. You're not afraid to powder up. Do you use a poof? A powder poof? 
No, I'll just I'll just squeeze it between my legs. <laughs> go like this. Okay. I have the gold bond. Okay. And I'll just squeeze it on my business and do like this and give it a little rub and uh just give it a rub down? Yeah, Bob's your uncle. With a with a nice body powder. Now yeah. did, when a you target were, brand body when powder. When you were younger though, this is a kinda of off subject, but yeah. speaking of powder in your balls. Sure. Uh did you wear whitey tighties and then switch to boxers, or were you always boxers? Gosh, because um, I, I know was, you're a boxer man mm, now. Wink. No, no, wink, you know, wink. actually, I I have had a little bit of. We talked about underwear change on the show. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did. did. I did hear that episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Chad Fogelin, by the way, gets the award for first ever guest on Jordan Jesse Go, who even has any idea what this is. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say has listened to it, but even understands the basic thing that we're doing. Um, so here's to Fogland. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, you know, time. I was boxers as a child. I cannot remember a time as a child where I wore tidy whities but um, recently I'm about half and half, half brief, half boxer. Really? Yeah, because mm-hmm. I grew up wearing tidy whities and it wasn't until college that I switched to boxers, and there was an initial period of like maybe a month to two months where like, I just couldn't get used to it. Like I couldn't get used to it all just hanging down. Yeah. And I, I had to wear like powder for a while, but then it kind of, now I don't need to anymore. When but. you wear a boxer short, do you find that it cleaves, that it cleaves your, that it rides up and cleaves the sack? <laughs> uh, that it dry, that it wedges? What, what are you talking about? Uh, that it'll, that somehow your stuff will get balanced on the seam and as it rides up, it'll cleave. I think I know. I think I know what you're describing. And no. Oh. Yeah, no. It sounds like you need to. They don't fit right or yeah. something. Oh, I do have them. Are I you mean, buying them two sizes too small? <laughs> Four. Oh, yes. is that too many sizes too small? Yeah, yeah usually you want. I go normally wear a large, but in, but I'm buying a negative small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying a woman's bikini brief. <laughs> go into a box. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm wearing a woolen 19th century bathing costume. <laughs> calling it a boxer. Is that right? Is that what I should be wearing? I'm I'm just wearing. Uh, to be clear, I am at the seaside at Atlantic City. <laughs> it's very interesting because I'm just wearing Mike Tyson. <laughs> oh, hey. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Chad Fogland. It's a nickname. It's good to have you here, Chad. <laughs> Things are really going downhill in the Chad introducing himself department. Yeah, I'm hoping to get... In like a lion, out like a lamb, I yeah. think is the expression. Well, that's how I like to do it, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> ladies? Start strong. Wait her out. Yep. Uh, can we do momentous occasions? Can Absolutely. we hit the tape here? Yes. Hey, Jesse Jordan. This is Baxter from Indiana. I'm calling with momentous occasion. Yesterday, I had my hand on my girlfriend's pants for the first time. Thanks, you guys. Love the show. Bye. Hands <laughs> up her pants? Down the pants. <laughs> Did he say up or down? He said down the I pants. I heard down. Oh. Why, do, you, do you usually do up? Yeah, I, you go through the leg hole. Right. <laughs> work your way all the way that's up. The be- that's the best pr- way to get you, to the calf, right? Yeah. Because what you want to do is you kind of want to get behind the knee and just 
and flick it with two fingers. Like a little two finger flick. Like a little motion. two finger. You get up in there mm-hmm. and then you. And then you blow on it. You blow, also blow on the calf. You I like. I like flick. to go from the lower back and then up and around. Yeah. And then up to the chest. <laughs> yeah, so you you, yeah. you go down the pants to get to the breasts. Yeah. Okay. It's more fun. Are you going breasts <laughs> or clavicle? I usually go clavicle. Hmm. It's because it's harder. It's Wait, cool. Let, let, you can tap see. out a rhythm I like on to it. go yeah. uh, through her sleeve to get to her car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's golden. Uh, what's that guy's problem? <laughs> what's his deal what he does he want a problem yeah it's a momentous know. occasion in his yeah. life it's the first time he put his hand down his girlfriend's pants which is really great i hope he really like i hope he at least cares about this girlfriend you know you want to try and share those kind of moments sure. with somebody that you like i hope he just didn't put it down there going yay and ran away or... <laughs> he just ran off into the woods yeah. i did it <laughs> he just stuck the hand down there okay guys i gotta make a phone call yeah did it Hold tight, hold tight, Cheryl. I'll be right back. <laughs> I gotta go to my jab at the car wash. Just so you guys know, we're the super fans. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. And we live in Denver. <laughs> okay, okay. One more important, momentous occasion. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. This is Mark over in New York. I guess this is a mix of a proud moment and a uh, just something I have to get off my chest. I told my dog this great joke. But there was nobody there. It was just my dog. And I needed to tell somebody. So my dog has a tendency to, uh, to defecate freely. His standards are more lax than ours about where and when he's going to do that. So I, t- I was leaving my house and I was talking to him and I said, all right, don't, uh, just absentmindedly, I just threw out a, don't, uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And then I said, and don't do do anywhere I wouldn't do do. I thought it was really good. All right, later. <laughs> now it's one for the ages. <laughs> so his momentous occasion was that he was drunk for the first time? <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you got that in the podcast of note, of well, record. Jordan, of I want to make sure that's an important joke that he told to his dog, and otherwise his dog didn't really understand it, So, yeah. which is good, know. because otherwise his dog would have tried to go to the bathroom in the toilet, which <laughs> would have had disastrous consequences. Yes. Okay, okay. We got a couple of quick a couple of quick listener questions here. Sure. Okay. Hi, Jordan Jesse Go. Uh could you guys please, please, please tell the story about how you made someone cry by talking about Radiohead in the wrong way or whatever. Uh thanks a lot, guys. Bye. That's one of two occasions where we and by we I mean I Yeah made you know, listeners <laughs> who called in cry. Uh I um uh, I, I mentioned uh, either last show or a few shows ago that that Jesse made someone cry by by uh, criticizing Radiohead, and honestly, I can't think of the exact instance where that happened. That was more of a composite story about what <laughs> Jesse was like in college, <laughs> which is to say, um, which is to say, uncompromising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe perhaps uh, perhaps too too vigorous with his criticism and, and making people feel like it was personal um uh, somebody we were talking some of the issue of radiohead came up this was right when radiohead had moved from oh, being, can you think of a specific yeah, no i remember it i remember okay, how it happened well, please, if you made somebody away. cry on the radio you'd remember right uh yes and this is good because this is the one where 
it was their fault that they cried as opposed to the time I made that little kid cry and it was my fault. (laughs) 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 That's my moment of shame. But uh, I do feel bad about this Radiohead thing. Nobody deserves to be made to cry. Uh, But Radiohead came up. This was right around the time that they released their first album of Meeps and Moops uh, (laughs) after a career as a rock and roll band. And um, we we had a running joke on the show that Radiohead that we were we were going to start our own Radiohead and we would just record a set of silverware being thrown down a flight of stairs. And a woman called in. <laughs> we were a real class act back then. <laughs> yeah. a young, funny, too. A young woman called in and uh, disagreed with us, but I was insistent on the point. I didn't, I didn't change it. And at no point did I get personal or sensical. At no point did I say anything that could actually be interpreted as a real criticism of Radiohead. I wasn't saying, like, you could just throw a fucking set of silverware down the stairs and get Radiohead. They're no Zeppelin. Oh, that, that, was, mm-hmm. that wasn't what it was like. It was like the tone that I just said it in was the tone that it was in. And she started crying. So well, there's that. She was a girl. She's probably on PMS. Yeah, <laughs> nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, when broad, those girls man. start taking that PMS. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, when they get on that PMS drug. Yeah, gross. absolutely. Disgusting. No, thank they you. They get the strength of 10 broads. Yep. <laughs> they lift the car. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Uh, this is Henry in Los Angeles. I'm calling about your last show when you were discussing uh, the fact that Jordan only wears or only owns one belt. And Jesse recommended that he own two belts, one black and one brown. Well, I just wanted to let you know that I only own one belt, but it's reversible. Black on one side, brown on the other. So there's a third option. Uh, It's really great. The only problem is it has a reversible clasp, which occasionally pinches my skin and is very painful. So I'll be sitting at work, and if I shift in my chair in the wrong way, all of a sudden I have to start clutching at my waist. But other than that, I highly recommend the reversible belt. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Here's another problem. That is that is like wearing golf shoes in, to work. <laughs> wearing a reversible belt is just an unforgivable. <laughs> Wait, what? What if I don't have a black pair of shoes that I need a belt for? Then you can just stick with a brown belt. But you yes. should really have a black. You should have a pair of black shoes for one thing for my wedding. Yeah, well, that's what's how. That's like two weeks, right? Yeah, I think we're looking at six weeks yeah, at this I point. Yeah, you can just get some black spray time. paint. Yeah. Spray my brown shoes black. Then I'll need a new belt. A reversible belt isn't even a belt. That's more of like a a waist strip. (laughs) (laughs) For your waist. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now this is a follow-up on last week's program. This is an important follow-up. I think you're going to learn a lot What happened on last week's program? Uh, We just ran our mouths for about 90 minutes until everybody got too bored to listen anymore. Wait, did I say 90 minutes? We ran our mouths for 90 minutes, but people got too bored to listen around 15. Okay. 12 to 15. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Las Vegas, Ben. I'm calling because I just made the root beer coffee drink, and it is outstanding. I give it an A+. Here's what I did. I brewed a pot of coffee. I left it in the fridge overnight. It cooled down. In the morning, uh, put it in a glass, some ice, added some root beer, some root beer, a little bit of milk, a little bit of sweetener, and uh, delicious. I'll be enjoying it again this summer. Have a nice day. That's wow. golden, right? 
Yeah, and, and I can tell right away from that story why they call him Las Vegas Ben. Yeah, he's a real he's a real slick as shit. He's type. a gambler. Mm-hmm. He gambled with that coffee. He did. But he won big. He did, and he won big. It came up all sevens. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a gambling thing? <laughs> yeah. All uh, aces would have been a little bit better. Yeah. Oh. Dead man's hand. He got the dead man's... No, I don't know. Dead, dead he man. blackjacked it. Mm-hmm. Right? He gave it a real roulette. Uh, can <laughs> we make this an action item? Uh, what is the best, the best recipe that you can tell us that involves like uh, like four steps or fewer, something yeah. like that. The best unbelievably simple recipe that you can tell us, and understand that we're really only going to play it. No matter, we're not going to make all these and test how good they are. So we're really only going to play it if it's amazing. Like the fact that apparently, if you combine root beer and coffee, you get an you get a really tasty drink. I don't see why this guy added sweetener. Is that root beer not sweet enough for you, fella? Well, he needs a little sweetener to sweeten the coffee. Oh, yeah. What kind of root beer did he add? That's what I want to know. Because oh, certain yeah. root beers are sweeter than others, and some are... Yeah, and you know, I feel like there's a huge disparity between root beer brands. Yes. Yeah. Like That's your, true. Like a mug and a Barks. A mug it's is a just a... world of difference. Mm-hmm. A mug is just sugar water. Well, sure. Barks it doesn't taste got, like anything besides sugar. Barks got bite. Sure. And by bite, you mean caffeine. Yes. It's caffeinated. Exactly. Although, I will... And, I'm a, I love root beer, but I love cream soda even more. And my favorite cream soda, ever since I was a kid, has always been A&W cream soda, which is, I think, the only cream... Well, I think most of them have, but that has caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> Snoozer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to offer... clarification, please. I'm going to offer, offer a little... Uh, the, the, your recipes don't have to be soda pop related. And, of course, you can post them on the discussion forum, and I encourage you to post them on the discussion forum yes. so everyone can see them, because we'll only be able to play a couple on the radio. But, it would uh, help if it was a cool weather thing, too, or a, or a hot weather thing. Yeah, well, to, for, to for cool, us, it would cool help for us. us well, but, it is I mean, summertime. Yeah. Unless you're in Australia. Yay! Um, I, I if recommend... Then, if that's true, stop listening. We don't want you... This is actually a cool weather thing, uh, a hot Dr. Pepper. Hmm. Uh, this is what you do. You have to let it go flat because you don't. Uh, the carbonation won't cook out of it. And it gets weird. So you just open it up. You know, if you're going to make it in the morning, you just open it up the night before. Leave it on the counter or whatever. Uh, let it go flat, and you heat it up. And it's important. Uh, you heat it up. You don't let it boil, and uh, you add some lemon. You want? You're going to want to add a wedge of lemon to that. What? That it's, sounds crazy. It's really nice. It sounds disgusting. It's really good. It's really. When good. do you drink that? Uh, and, uh, you know, on a cool morning, like a cool fall morning. <laughs> like with breakfast? <laughs> yeah, like the same way you would drink a coffee or a tea. Well, isn't Dr. Pepper just prune juice anyway? There's no prunes in <laughs> no, Dr. Pepper. Right. That's a myth. Oh. Well, yeah. it always gave me the shits. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Hey. And we'll be back in Grandpa. just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Chad Fogeland. Fuck you, Chad. <laughs> Seriously, get the fuck out of my sight. <sighs> wow. Man, I had such high hopes. This shit is boiling over for me right now. Man, I remember when a young Chad Fogland sauntered into the studio and <sighs> and fucking blurted out the greatest nicknames this program has ever heard. You're the Albert Bell of podcasting. You came on really strong in the early years, but then you just blew out and you have been horseshit. And we'll be lucky if we can collect on the insurance policy we but had I'm on your multi-million dollar sticking contract. Sticking in there till the end, I'm never going to let go. You came in with 
Wayne's World one and, <laughs> and you're love guru. firing the love guru up our asses. <laughs> hey, that failed, by the way. Good for you, America. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, Jordan, I feel I feel sick and I don't want to hear people complain about Mike Myers anymore. I mean, I understand. I'm glad that it failed because it maybe who knows? Maybe it'll make Mike Myers make something good. I mean, I'm not counting on it, but it's conceivable. Sure. Uh, I just, I mean, I certainly don't want to encourage him to be bad anymore. Right. You know, I don't want any more movies with midgets in them, little people. But uh, still, like, I feel like he's given us enough. The man's like 47. Like, who, how many 47 year olds are funny? Sure. You know? Especially like Woody Allen and Albert Brooks. There's the list. Recluse 47 year olds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, sure. you know, but I, I think I'm, I think there's no, there's no reason to gloat. There's no reason to dance in his uh, tears. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what he should do? He should just do internet shorts from now on for yeah. funnierdie.com. <laughs> <Just do laughs> right. Or my damn channel. Yeah. Or, or uh, any other YouTube. <laughs> any other soon-to-fail company. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. F- funnyvideos.net. And perhaps the already-failed superdeluxe.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, Yuck moments of shame. You know, it's funny, Jordan. Hmm. The love guru was sort of like Mike Myers' moment of shame. Sure. That's why I'm the anchor, and he's the sidekick. And I'm the boy, you're and you're fired. <laughs> yeah, fired. I thought you were going to say that's why I'm the anchor, and he's the ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was funny, but mean. Because I'm fat? No, because I'm dragging hey, you down. Oh. Trevor from New Westminster. BC calling with my most embarrassing moment. It was when I was 15 and I was making out with my first girlfriend and, you know, doing all the fun things that you do when you're making out with your first girlfriend. And I was fully clothed, but I had to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom, but due to my excitation, um, I was unable to pee standing up. I had to pee sitting down and sort of bend myself over on the toilet um, so that the pee could flow. what I didn't realize is after I got the pee flowing, um, that it overshot the edge of the toilet bowl and got the back of my pants and the back of my underwear all wet with pee. So here I am in uh, in someone else's parents' bathroom um, <laughs> with, with peed on pants and underwear. Uh, I took them off, I rinsed them out in the sink, and then I put them back on, mortified about what I was going to say and what I was going to do when I went back out to my girlfriend. Um, so what did I do? I didn't say anything. <laughs> and I remember um, she, she put her arm around me and she touched my wetness. <laughs> and I didn't say anything at all. I was too embarrassed to, uh, to do anything. So it went unspoken, and uh, we didn't stay together too much longer after that. I don't think that was the cause, but anyhow, it was embarrassing. It's easy. I mean, it's well, in- yes, that was clearly the cause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just tell her you tell been, yourself you just grew apart. But tell no. you had to. She. You just should have told her I had to rinse my pants real quick. <laughs> I. My my advice in all the in any situation like this, just feign confidence. Just pure. Just come out. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, peed on him, washed him in the sink. Peed on him, washed him. Uh, so right. where were we? Yeah, where were we? Let's get back to breast decks. Yeah. Uh, 
I am so hard that I pissed all over my pants. That's how fucking raging. That's how hot you got me. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, next tale of shame. Hey, Jordan and Jesse. This is John in St. Louis. First of all, I love the podcast. The show is amazing, and the world would be a more terrible place if your podcast ever went off the air. So anyway, I just had to say that. Anyway, I'm calling about the action item of uh, sharing a moment of shame, and when you gave that as as an action item, I immediately had something pop into my head, so I want to share it with you. Here's the situation. I'm 33 years old right now, but this happened when I was a sophomore in high school, and it's still vivid to me to this day. Um, What happened was, when I was a sophomore, I had stolen a Playboy magazine from a Walden Books in a... uh, in a mall, and took it home, hid it in my room. My brother knew about it. Uh, we shared a room, and uh, of course, he, he didn't mind looking at it himself. So anyway, had this magazine hidden in the room, and uh, my brother never ratted me out. Um, I had secrets on him. He had secrets on me, so it kind of you know canceled each other out, and you know no one knew about this secret magazine that I had stolen from the mall. Well, one time... My brother was getting in trouble with my parents and um, wanted to deflect the attention he was getting, so he decided to tell my parents that I had stolen this magazine. And this had nothing to do with why he was getting in trouble. He just wanted the attention off of him. So, you know, he ratted me out and totally disrupted the balance of power that we had with our secrets. So, anyway, needless to say, I was horrified that my mom comes and asks me about this Playboy magazine. And, you know, for my mom to know that I'm looking at women like this, it was just very, very embarrassing. Sexually. to make matters worse, she decides I have to take it back to the store and return it. (laughs) Shit. Confessing it to the the people at the mall. And she decides she's going to go with me. It was so horrifying. (laughs) I have to take the magazine back. And, of course, there has to be a woman there at the counter that I have to go up, take the magazine, say, hi, um, my name is John, and uh, I stole this magazine from your store. Sorry if some of the pages are stuck together. Ugh, completely, completely embarrassing and horrifying with my mother standing right there. So anyway, I felt great shame that day. Thankfully, no charges were pressed. I was just completely humiliated. Anyway, keep up the good work, and... Um, um, I'm going to go cry now. Bye. It would have been awesome if they had pressed charges. <laughs> it's like you did the right thing. Now I would. Have, I would just like to. Have, uh, the other punishment would have been like you're going to go back to that store and you're going to buy every single porno magazine. <laughs> and you're going to read all. You're of going them. to read every. You're going to jack off to every picture and every single you one get of those. Desensitized and then have to watch only crazy things you import from <laughs> Germany if you want to feel excited. And mm-hmm. I will buy that for you. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Because I love you. And I hate stealing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, do you think that if... Gosh, I mean, I I guess I've worked at a few retail outlets. What's the protocol for when a kid comes in with a parent and says, I stole this? If it's like a a Playboy? Like a fairly common punishment. Specifically Mm -hmm. if it's a Playboy? No, just like it's Specifically if it's a Playboy. I worked at a Borders, and specifically if it was a Playboy, we were supposed to take our dick out. Okay. How How many times did that happen? Uh, it didn't happen to me, but there was this one guy it kept happening to. I don't know what oh. was. 
I mean, I just assumed that's what was, was that happening. Was that Michael Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Thanks, folks. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> it was Carol Channing. Yeah. Taking her dick out. <laughs> showing it to a kid. Okay, wait. There's one more tale of shame. This is, a, this is sort of a retrospective tale of shame. This is a tale of shame where... This is something that we've got this adolescent sexuality theme going on in this uh-huh. week's program. This is a situation where somebody did something that perhaps didn't shame them then, but now looking back mm. was clearly just an example of uh, adolescent wrongheadedness of the most extraordinary order. So here it is. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, John here with No H in Springfield, Missouri, calling with my moment of shame. Uh, let me preface this, guys, by saying that I was a bit of a late bloomer uh, when I was younger and somehow managed to make it to my 15th birthday without ever having masturbated. I wasn't sure kind of what the whole big deal was about. Uh, but anyway, my girlfriend at the time and I decided that even though uh, she had never done that and I had never done that, that the time had come for us to both have sex. So two virgins roll into her house one afternoon. Her mom upstairs taking a nap. We head down to the basement. She pulls up her skirt. She reveals that she's wearing a pair of Garfield panties that say, this area protected by a tack cat. Kind of freaked me out a little bit, but no big deal. We get all the way undressed. We get to the act. Long story short, I get one thrust in and stop. I don't know what was going on. We just kind of laid there, connected, but not moving. It dawns on me now that as I look back, I think that all of my uh, information about sex at the time came from looking at my dad's porno mags, where, of course, there's no movement. It's just static pictures. So, anyway, about ten minutes later, we decided that uh, sex was pretty well overrated and everything. We disconnected, got dressed, headed back upstairs to watch Voltron cartoons. Looking back, I, I kind of hope that maybe someday she found some guy that could, you know, really please her the way that she deserved. But, uh, sadly enough, I was not that man. See ya. Sadly enough, he has never since had wow. intercourse. Wow. That oh, oh real, real quick though, uh, late bloomer having sex at fifteen. That's no, 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 no. He's a late bloomer because he had not experienced yeah. orgasm at no, fifteen. I don't know. Hey, he, there's no instinct that kicks in. Yeah. Yeah, like how does an animal? He just coupled, and then just let Hung it out. lie, so to speak. I wonder if they talked. Yeah. And what they talked about? I I wonder. Isn't that that's amazing, right? I mean, it's just like that's, so amazing. It's just this amazing. This has been a real. Uh, this has felt like a real uh, boys club today. It's felt like a real like masculine. It's all like a male stuff. issue show. Like, yeah. There's word like, a, like hey, a moose lodge. Hey, if there's any girls listening right now, get out. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. You are not allowed in the treehouse. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel yeah. I yeah. I feel masculine, but in a weird way. Um, Not like a Butch Cassidy way. Yeah. <laughs> like a stand-by-me kind of way. And a 13-year-old boy. Yes. <laughs> sure. An awkward, unpleasant masculinity. Anyways. Uh, you guys want to check out my sticker book? <gasps> Jesse, that's your dick. <laughs> With Wait. Lisa Frank stickers all over it. Carol Channing. We'll be back in just a second. On Jordan, Jesse, go Fogland. Let's do it. Now, here we go. Shoot a bop. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Chad, Robot Doctor. Good. 
He is back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chad is back. Let it be said. Just like R.E.M. came back mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, year with mm-hmm. Around the Sun. Well, during the break, I did shave my head. Just like yeah. Bone Thugs in Harmony came back with most of the bones. Mm-hmm. One of the bones is crazy. I think it's Busy Bone. Mm-hmm. Just like every zombie movie has someone who dies then comes back to <laughs> yes. die again. Just like Bo Jackson new comebacks. Yeah. So, thus does Fogland no comebacks. Congratulations, man. That's, Thank you. Man, Thank those you. are really powerful. Thank you. Those are really, really beautiful. If you can do it, maybe Mike Myers can do it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's here's the thing, guys. This whole podcast today was really a secret message to Mike Myers to let him know <laughs> what I've been doing with, with the intros was just demonstrating his career and how I predict he will be in the future. In five years. You guys, would you stop running your traps so I can go do my calisthenics? Sure, sorry. Sure, I got sorry, a lot sorry. of calisthenics to do. Jordan, have you, have you been doing your calisthenics? My Wii-based calisthenics? Just calisthenics overall. So I've jump been doing ups, them on push the Wii. Ups. Some jump-ups? Yeah, jump-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, calisthenics. Medicine uh, balls. Uh, I'm, I'm strictly a yoga man. Have you got medicine balls? No, I don't. Do I mean, have med- I have virtual medicine balls. But you do put medicine on your balls. We got to do yeah, calisthenics, Jordan. Balls. We got the monsters of podcasting come up. We don't. We don't want to get embarrassed. Oh no, yeah, this. you don't want to cramp up. You yeah, want to cramp man. up when you're doing your live podcast. Well, this is the first ever monsters of podcasting tour. It starts in San Francisco Saturday night. Uh, that's this coming Saturday night, June 28th, depending on when you're listening to this program. 10 p.m. at the Dark Room Theater in San Francisco. It's us and our good friends from You Look Nice today. Uh, Journal of Emotional Hygiene, one of my favorite podcasts with our friends uh, Hot Dogs Ladies, Scott Simpson, and Lonely Sandwich. (laughs) It's them. Do you think they'll insist we call them that? Even though we knew them before they were podcasters? Nah, I bet they'll, yeah. Yeah. It's probably their thing. It's their thing? I insist that people call me Jordan. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the advanced tickets are all sold out for the Monsters of Podcasting, but if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, they have told us that they will cram as many people into this little theater as they can, and they have done in the past. So uh, hopefully we'll get as many people crammed in there as possible. I'm also going to try and find out if they have a, an internet connection there, so maybe we could stream it, do a stream video. Perhaps stream. Like a video stream there. So Saturday night, 10 p.m., keep your eyes on the blog, uh, the, the Dark Room Theater, Action items for this week. Uh, I've got one to add. First is our crazy recipes that are, can be really simply expressed on the radio or can be posted on the Maximum Fun forums. Sure. Mm-hmm. The second is this. There is a playable alpha of the Jordan Jesse Go video game. It's a playable alpha. I don't know if you know about this kind of terminology, Chad. Mm. A playable alpha is something where it's... Um, it's sort of like a video game. It holds a long pole. <laughs> okay, okay. No, no, no. I think I'm, I think I'm following it. Okay. I think I'm following so, what's happening yeah, here. Yes, yeah. yes, and, yeah. and the exceedingly gracious and talented designer of the game has requested that we put out a request for more villains. We already have Fat Dracula. We already have some other villains that I can't remember. Oh, can can I be a villain? No, because you're a good guy. Oh. Unless no. it's the shitty nickname, Chad yeah. Fogland. Can, can, yeah, can I be like Chad alter Fogland ego shitty nickname? Sure, maybe he hurls bad nicknames. Yeah, and I just bore you to death. You just turn into, you, know, yeah. like you grow older and older and older and then just dust. No, yeah, it's a, it's a platformer. So we're going to look, we're looking for platformer characters. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so it's an RPG. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You no. can't have your own separate <laughs> swath of magic points. No, but I have so many new rules. <laughs> no, everyone will have a discrete swath. <laughs> Everyone's swath will be discrete. Sure. Just so you know, Jordan. Yeah. Anyway, so we're looking for ideas. Who are the villains, the great villains of Jordan Jesse Go? And if you're uh, if you're a designer, an illustrator, or uh, you know how to make the flash things, uh, he suggested that maybe you could help design the villain that you suggest if you'd like. But that's that's not required. Sure. That's not uh. a requirement. The main requirement is who are the villains of Jordan Jesse Go? Uh, every great agonist needs an antagonist. Who are our antagonists? Besides Ant the Comedian, he's a real agonist, am I right? Oh, hello. hello! Not good. Ooh. Not funny. Your cousin wrote that. Fourth cousin? Yeah, fourth cousin Andy Forsberg. <laughs> Andy. Yeah, there you go. Maybe, that's, maybe he's the villain. Yeah. Andy Forsberg. <laughs> Just tells you bad jokes. He's a poor guy. Oh, he's a, he's a real sweetheart, and he'll never listen to this. No. <laughs> so, Do they have man. internet where he lives? Um, yeah, he does, but I doubt he'll... Unless you, <laughs> you put his name on the title and he Googles his own <laughs> name. I doubt That's the only way you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, and, of course, you know, the usual tales of shame, blah, 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 you know, Judge John Hodgman, all yeah. that good stuff. And we'll see you at the Monsters of Podcasting on Saturday night. And uh, if you want to bring the Monsters of Podcasting somewhere, you should tell us because I think we're, we're we can kind of, arrange it. We're looking for some opportunities yeah. for the Monsters of Podcasting. Taking tour. it on the road. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're hitting the road. It is a tour that right now only has one date. <laughs> Keep in mind we preemptively named it that. So, please. Can, uh, spilling the beans. Can I plug myself? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh yes. what do you want to plug? Yeah, uh, a funny guy. I have constant shows all over. I'll be in New York in August. Uh, but if you want to check out my schedule, check out myspace.com uh, you know, forward slash Fogland, F-O-G-L-A-N-D. Fogland. There it is. Myspace.com slash Fogland. There myspace.com will be videos and yeah. watch yeah. videos. You, you can... can you can, Add him as a friend. That's right. You can Google my name, just Chad Fogland, and uh, I'm the only one in the world, so... <laughs> it's true. The only, the only one with one. any sort of internet presence. Well, no, there's the only other real Fogland present out there is, is like Chard Fogland. Yeah, it's Chard Fogland. <laughs> no, there's a, there's like a band in fucking Norwegian or something. It's like wow. a heavy rock band called Fogland. Wait, are you telling me that this Norwegian band plays heavy rock? <laughs> I know, it's hard That's... to believe. Hard to believe. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next week on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs>